0: Greetings. Welcome to another episode of the She Is Grace podcast. In this episode today, we will capture, pray, trust, and wait. And I have a very special guest today, which is Zelda Kitt. Hello, Zelda. How are you today? Hey, how are you doing? I am wonderful. I'm wonderful. Thank you again for agreeing to be on the podcast. So let's just get right on into it. Please share. Your, I know you're a pastor. Yes. And, but can you please share your background?
1: Absolutely. Well, prior to becoming a pastor, I attended the University of Alabama in Birmingham with a major in political science and English. And it was there where I really rededicated my life to the Lord and re- re- really discovered who Jesus Christ is as my Lord and Savior and develop a relationship with him. From UAB, I traveled back to Montgomery, Alabama, and I sought after my uh, master's degree as well as my Ed specialist degree in education and English language arts. And I later got a terminal degree at Auburn University, earning a Ph.D. in educational leadership. So um, along the way, uh, becoming the the pastor and minister and all these other things that God was able to use me and and still use me in, I um, married the love of my life, my high school sweetheart, Elijah Kit. Awesome. And we've been married for over 20 years. In fact, year 26. Yes. And from that union, we have a boy and a girl. One is um, the girl is thirty years old now; she's a young lady, and our son will be twenty one very shortly. So we've been really, really blessed.
0: Wow, that is awesome! Congratulations, Thank congratulations you. Excuse, on congratulations, me, all your accomplishments, and uh, that is just awesome to hear and know. So, how long have you been in ministry?
1: That's a good question. Um, honestly, I was licensed in nineteen ninety one under Pastor Michael McClure Senior um okay. in Birmingham, Alabama, and so prior to being licensed I sat under him for about 3 years. So during that time I was in training. So in 1991 he actually released me to practice ministry.
0: Okay. Yeah. Okay, that's awesome. That's awesome. Okay. So what are you enthusiastic about?
1: From the very beginning I've always loved people. But it was something about growth that interests me most of all. When I look at the places God has taken me vocationally, as well as through the calling, it's always been centered around maturing in Christ and personal and professional growth. So I've always been curious and desiring to see real authentic growth. And that's the thing that really draws me to people. I'm always desiring to see transformation, elevation, creativity flowing, just desiring to see people grow. That's my true passion, I believe. And through the gospel, I'm able to witness real transformation.
0: Wow, that is awesome. You said transformation, elevation, growth, and you love people. And so to me, that is a recipe for God's people (laughs) because you have to be, you have to really want the best for God's people, no matter what they're going through. And I know you've seen people go through some tough times and had to pray for people and and, and help them through the situations, right? Right. Yeah. And so when you see that person get to the other side of wow. what they've been through, it's like, wow. Yeah. That's when that's when we know that we're on the right track for G for God, for his people.
1: That's it. And yeah. uh and, go ahead. No, I was just thinking it's all about the relationships, the relationship with Christ and the relationship with others.
0: I love that. Relationship with Christ and relationship with others. Because I believe that, and I know you know this too, but before we even can think about trying to help somebody else. We have to have that deep, deep rooted foundation with God and have that one-on-one relationship with him uh, to make sure that we're on track before we can even help somebody else. Do you agree? Absolutely.
1: And so when you were saying that, it reminds me of this. Our relationship with Christ actually reflects through our relationship with others. So it doesn't matter the behaviors that we mimic. What matters Mm -hmm. is that real relationship. So real relationship is made visible or evidence by how we treat one another, how we are patient with one another, how we make space for each other to grow. So that same grace and space that God gives us because of the relationship with God, we're able to give that same or extend that same grace and space to others.
0: I love that because God shows us grace daily. He gives us grace daily. Every time we wake up, it's a new day, new mercies, new grace. And if we don't... uh, extend grace to our sisters and brothers, then who are we saying we are in Christ, right? I mean we still saved, but then like you said, we have to show love to other people and be patient. And sometimes I know that patience, that word patience, can be a little difficult to to achieve for some people. And I get it, I'm impatient sometimes too as well. Yes. But that's when I go into mode of praying, asking God for guidance. Why am I feeling this way? Uh, get me over this, get this out of my spirit, Lord. I just go into a deep prayer and just to make sure I shake, I call it shake it off me.
1: Yes, I like that. <laughs> yeah, I
0: just shake it off of me. <laughs>
1: yes, I think we need to do more shaking.
0: <laughs> yeah, 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 you're right, you're right. But I mean, we have to get to that frame of mind where we're just trying to be positive and uplifting and just trying to help Others, any way possible, any way possible, especially in ministry, especially in ministry. And I know by you being a pastor, I know you have, I'm not going to say the burden of the church, but you have, you wear many hats. I'll say that, you know, your mom, your wife, your pastor, and then you're an educator as well. If I said that right, you have your PhD. So what do you do, if you don't mind your profession, because I know you love, love what you do in your daytime job as well.
1: I absolutely do. Um, I'm an educator. Uh, I come from a lineage of educators, and I take a lot of pride in that because we, we are able to touch so many lives. So as an educator now, I've retired from the state of Alabama. I was an administrator um, teacher there, and I've gone back into the classroom out in LaGrange, Georgia, where I'm able to work at an alternative setting. And I believe this is a great opportunity for uh, market ministry. So we're able to show the love of Christ um, without quoting scriptures necessarily. Right. But living a consistent life, um, building relationships that matter, speaking positive words. You know, we know that our words have life. So the ministry is extended and, and it's not so religious in terms of making a, a church wherever I go. I realize I am the church. And I also wow. realize, that, yeah, that I also mm-hmm. realize True. that relationships I form through Christ enables and empowers me to love people who may not necessarily know how to love me back the same way. To me, that's ministry.
0: Wow. I love everything you said. Very well said and well spoken. But I think as you said, affirmations are very important for our youth. Yes. I'm not sure what grades you teach at this point, or you you that God has you covering this at this point, but affirmations are so important for our youth, and that is so key. So I like everything you said about showing love. It's a market for ministry, and then the growth as well. And then yes that we are ambassadors for Christ. So we're his Mm -hmm. representatives. So everywhere we go on our daytime jobs, um, church, grocery store, wherever, we're still representing Christ. And like you said, you don't have to quote scriptures, anything like that. People can see the light over you and they'll see something different about you, right?
1: Absolutely, and then it um, it amazes me how God will position us even in the natural setting, and He would take if we would allow Him, He would use every experience that we've encountered and endured and persevered through, to bring it to a place where we it can be usable for someone else. So even though I've been a social worker for many years, I worked for DHR, I've worked for Medicaid, I've done a lot of things as a public servant. Here as an educator, I'm able to have conversations with ninth through twelfth graders. Wow. to help them understand and navigate um, decision-making throughout life. So they're, they're not only feeling and experiencing love unconditionally, but there are also standards and expectations and real-world conversations that we can actually have. So questions they want to ask, I didn't even recognize um, all the things God was doing in my life. It looked like, if you were looked look from the natural, that I was just zigzagging through careers. But wow. now I see that God mm-hmm. had a plan for my life
0: the whole time. And you know what I just got in my spirit before we move on, public servant, yeah. public servant. I know you're serving for God in ministry as well, but public servant, because of all of the positions that you have is for the public. Yes. So I know, I know for a fact that you're on track with God's design and plan for your life. And I wish I could stay here. I really do. <laughs> Amen. So, okay. So the topic that we're focused on today, again, is pray, trust and wait. Explain mm. in detail how they work collectively spiritually.
1: Absolutely. So pray, trust and wait are the three words that really define what I do every day and what I feel called to do and what I try to help others to do. The scripture tells us that a man should pray always without ceasing. And so prayer to me is not just saying words or speaking things in the atmosphere, but it is actually an expression of core beliefs that there is meaning beyond what I see And when I make Mm -hmm. connections or have communications with my Heavenly Father, transformation will take place. So it grows me. The prayer grows me. It grows me mentally. It grows me emotionally. It grows me even financially and socially. Because something happens when I pray, when I get before the Father and pray. So it centers my thoughts. So sometimes, you know, we don't know what to do. Prayer Mm -hmm. becomes a key um, it measures my behavior. Sometimes we do things and we know that we're wrong and we're trying to process it. Prayer allows us to process it wow. and filter our hearts. It releases the toxins. Sometimes people hurt us. That's true. And prayer is, again, is the key to getting through that hurt and through that pain and disappointment. But it also is a tool to receive healing. So prayer is fundamental and critical to every single
0: being. Wow. So the first step is to pray. Okay. I love what you say. And I have to just come back and say, repeat what you said. Center our thoughts, measure our our behaviors, filter our hearts, release the toxins. Oh, boy. And then receive healing. Yes. Oh, my God. That is so packed with power.
1: Yes. So prayer is is critical. And it's not a formula to prayer. You know, there's no no... specific position. So we can actually pray without ceasing. We can pray through singing. We can pray in our thoughts. We can pray in our hearts. We can pray just talking aloud. So there are many ways that we can pray.
0: Amen. And what about trust?
1: So trust is interconnected with prayer. So when Mm -hmm. we pray, we got to trust that God hears us and will respond. I think as a people, we've been hurt through disappointments. We've been um we've had to endure some things that weren't weren't always good to hear and deal with, but our God has been faithful. So to trust and means to me to have a solid confidence that what God says, He is able and willing to perform. So my trust says he's able and he's willing. Wow.
0: And I had the same thoughts as well. Solid confidence. It's solid confidence that Yes. That God is going to do something. And then also, it may not come like right away, but then, you know, down the road or, you know, it's in the cards or, you know, that he's still listening and you're still praying and you're still trusting, like you said, but you have to know that he's able and he's willing, like you said as well. I love that he's able and he's willing. And then you're right about the hurt and disappointments. Yes. That we go through and endure and endure. And sometimes that makes us not trust or you didn't do it the last time. God, I've been waiting for 10 years now and it's still not here. So I'm just going to give up. Mm. And I think that's the, that's the, that's the, um, the human side of us just to yeah. give up and not wait. So yes. Yeah. how about the waiting?
1: Yeah. So with the trust, I want to just put out this scripture because this is the one you can sure. hand on Psalms sure. 9 and 10 for they that mm. trust know thy name, will put their trust in thee, for thou, Lord, has not forsaken them that seek thee. Mm -hmm. So we trust him. We know that he will not abandon, disappoint, or forsake us, which leads to the waiting part. So we pray. Prayer helps to build the trust. But as we're trusting him, we are having to wait. We can wait because we trust, and we can trust because we pray. So as we're waiting, waiting just simply means to be still in your heart and know that God is coming through.
0: Yes.
1: It's a whole different, you know, and I've talked before about how waiting changed for me before I knew Christ Jesus as Lord and Savior. It was an acronym, warning against, you know, intense turmoil. It was a scary word. I didn't want to wait because I didn't know how. But as a babe in Christ, wait changed for me. Then it begins to wind (laughs) against instructions that the word is spoken. So even though God spoke a word because I was a babe in Christ, I was still whining. And then as I deepened my faith in God, WAIT changed to another acronym for me. It it began. Go ahead. I'm sorry.
0: I, I like the fact that you said that WAIT is a scary. WAIT was a scary word. It was scary. Was wow, scary. I like that. A scary word, even yeah. though it's so, so profound and true. Yes. But it can be a scary word. Go ahead.
1: Yes. But the more I grew, the deeper my mm-hmm. faith grew, the more weight began to change for me. So then weight became, began war against, wow. you know, internal turmoil. I'm not no longer worried, no longer afraid. I know to go into prayer. And then one day God spoke to me, I need you to grow some more. And I meant, I was like, how do I wait differently? He says, but when you really trust me, you you don't have to war as much. I want you to win. I go from warring to winning.
0: (laughs) Just stop parking right there. (laughs) Warring to winning. Yes. Wow. Because we're all winners, right? Yes. We're all winners if we just believe that, that we're winners through Christ.
1: That's it. And don't get stuck in warfare. There is warfare, but we can't get locked into the mode of always fighting.
0: That's true. Oh, wow. Black. Yeah, I love that. Zelda. That is awesome. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So pray, trust and wait. And I yeah. feel like my um, testimony is that at this age and time in my life, I prayed, I've trusted, I've waited. And I know he's done it before. And I know I have so much faith, foundation and confidence and trust that I know he's going to do it again. Damn, man I come. He may not come tomorrow. It may not happen tomorrow, but I know it's coming. Oh, that's I know good. it's coming. Yeah, I know it's coming. Yes. And so that's the key is when you get old enough. Uh, and like you said earlier, uh, how we go through so much and how God can use it for his glory, but he re- recycles everything that we've been through and to make us better to serve his people Absolutely. and also to be better people to just everybody in the world I would say anybody we run across or whatever case is. and then out of that he uses that like we said to his good and for his glory ministry teaching yes. um you, in your day job you know you got to learn how to deal with different uh, personalities, difficult people. You're always trying to switch it up some kind of way with each different colleague. You know what I mean? That's what happens yeah. to me. Yes. But it, even on our jobs, God is always faithful and true. And He's—and it's always some, I'm not going to say a project on our job, but it's always to me like one person that, that God is like, okay, you got to show them love, even though yeah. they're doing this and that. I'm like, okay, God, I got it, but you got to tell me what to do. Yes. Yeah. It's, it's not a project. I don't know what else to call it. Yeah,
1: opportunities. Opportunity. Opportunity.
0: Right. Opportunity to be to witness for him and to show someone love, of course, is you know can be unlovable because of course at some time I'm not always lovable either. And that's what right, God can right. to show me. You're not lovable every day either. So I have to work at that every day. So, yeah, that is awesome. And we Pray, have to trust, re- and wait.
1: We have to remember that God does things multifacetedly, wow. right? So yeah. while that person may present unlovable, Um, At the same time, he's teaching something in us. He's building something in them. And then there are assigned lookers. There are people who've been assigned just to look and to study and to learn. And so sometimes we don't know how widespread that ministry is because ministry is not just a church. We keep seeing it, you know, as a church, but ministry is anytime you have people that you interact with, that's ministry.
0: Correct. I totally agree with everything you just said. I really do. So how do you find balance? How do you find balance outside of family and ministry? Because I know you wear many hats, you know, the job educator. How do you do that?
1: To be honest with you, I had to grow into that. And what I say to young ministers is that you don't abandon your family to please God. That's not what he's Mm -hmm. asking you to do. Amen. Amen. I've been saying that for years.
0: (laughs) Please continue. Yes.
1: Charity starts at home and then it spreads abroad. If you want to know the death and the strength of who you are in terms of a minister, then mm-hmm. see how your family respond to your ministry. When you learn Ooh. that preaching is not talking, but is living and loving and forgiving, right. and right. along the way, we learn from each other. I, I truly believe finding balance means that I need to know how to set priorities. I need to know that God does come first, but God and church is not the same thing.
0: Right. Right. And I'm a pastor That's saying
1: true. this. I just, right. For I, I sure. got to know. Yeah. I got to know. There used to be a time I would go from service to service to service to service. And Sunday was long and it, it, and it took all of my mm-hmm. time until right. I realized that I, I'm missing my children. I'm missing my husband. I'm right. missing my family. Right. And after we just talked about love, I need to go home and love.
0: Wow. Yes. That is so, that is so true.
1: So they so are a priority. True. They are a priority to me.
0: And I'm so glad you said that because I've always said the same thing that ministry starts at home and it's okay to serve. It's okay to do God's will. But you still have to make sure your family is not being neglected. I've always told God when I got called, I was like, God, I just want to make sure I'm not neglecting my daughters. I want to make sure of that. I want to make sure I'm giving spending time with them and making sure I'm doing the right thing. And I was able to balance as well. He, He allowed it all to happen because it was his will. Amen. for me to move forward in ministry. So, uh, Zelda, thank you for being a part of the She Is Grace podcast today. Absolutely, please share your, loved it. Please share your social media platforms.
1: Absolutely. I would love for people to tune in to Envision Radio every Sunday. It's from okay. 4 to 4.30 Eastern time, 5 to 5.30 Central Standard Time. Um, if you're in the state of Alabama, we're on WOTM television station every Sunday at 8 o'clock p.m. If you're in the state of Georgia, we are on Glory to God TV every Sunday, at 6 a.m., 6 p.m. Okay. If you're in Montgomery, Selma area in Alabama, we're on CW Television Network, 5.30 a.m. every Monday morning. You can also reach out to us on our website, www.ZeldakitMinistries.com. We're available on Facebook as well as YouTube. So we'll be delighted to have people to stop by and see what the Lord is doing. Wow.
0: I thank God for him using you as a tool. I mean, we met some time a couple years ago yeah. and instantly we connected. I remember and you've always had a great spirit um, and I've always loved everything you've been doing. I've been following you for a while and I know you're doing some great things. So God is doing amazing things in your life and I salute you for that. I really, really do. So I want to remind uh, the audience to be steadfast in your season of waiting. God's time it is always perfect. And he knows what's best for us. So please, whatever you're asking for or whatever you pray for, God will still answer your prayer if it's in his will. So be steadfast in your praying, trusting and waiting. And this is again D.L. Hicks. And I thank you for tuning in today. Always live your truth unapologetically. Peace and blessings always.